The ugly truth will always be free, so it's clear the Uggs aren't in it for the money. But if you're a fan, we'd appreciate any support you can give. Visit UglyTruth.com and check out the Support the Truth column on the right. You can donate, download our mobile app, or shop the Ugly Mall. All proceeds go right back into the show. As always, thank you, and now, on with the Ugly Truth. Are you ready for another mind-altering dose of the sisters who will say just about anything? Jamie. You know, as sisters, we've all seen each other's salads get tossed. And Paula. It was just a really large poop. Welcome to another unfiltered episode of The Ugly Truth. The Ugly Truth. It is episode 112, our very special Mother's Day episode. Ugh, ugh. Mama, he's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of mother songs, and so I started Googling mother Mama, songs. Don't let your baby be yeah. to be cowboys. They're all country songs because they love their mother. Or you could do the typical like boys to men song where every wedding you've ever been to, they're like, <laughs> Mama, Mama, you're the fruit to my soul, or whatever. What? That's right. They do have they do have one where they harmonize, where it sounds better. And I'm just like, God. And when did that start happening? When did boys start getting a mom and fa- mom and son know. dance? In fact, when I googled mom songs just to see what what there was out there, aside from all the ridiculous country songs, one hot mama. Oh well, that's a good one. It's okay, but it's not like endearing it's just like well, no I like it just milk. talks about how yeah the mom's a hot piece of ass yeah right i love you in your dirty t-shirt come over here Gross. yeah i mean other than that but then i got this top 100s mother and son songs for weddings and i'm like what there's a hundred songs yeah it was ridiculous i'm thinking i don't know when that happened i don't know when the mother son thing happened i i mean you know if you're gonna break tradition or whatever but I don't know when that happened. I don't know. Maybe. And I, I'm i trying to think what they were like, um, through the years. Oh, that's that's not a. But that's a good song. But I mean, I don't know about. Yeah. Maybe. I I, when Beneath My Wings. Oh, dear yeah. Lord. If if I went to a wedding where the mother and son sang or danced to Wind Beneath My Wings. Really? I'd be like, they better have passed out the champagne by then. <laughs> Has the cake and champagne toast occurred? Forever Young, Over the Rainbow, Celine Dion, Because You Love Me. Really? Stupid. Can you hear? Can you imagine a son choosing that song? No. No. I don't think sons pick these songs. I think it's the bride. And the bride goes, you know what would be great is if you and your mom dance to Memories by Elvis Presley. I don't, I don't it, really I'm get sorry. it. <laughs> But wait, watch when your son gets married. You're going to be like, well, I want to dance with my son. No, that's not going to happen. First of all, Tyler has sworn off marriage, which, you know, we know that's probably not true. You know, he's going to of course, ultimately marry someone. Of course, he's sworn off, sworn off for the next, you know, two years. Six months, right? right? I don't dig the traditional wedding crap. I don't know. You're not going to want to dance with your son at his wedding? I am going to dance with my son at his wedding, but I'm also not going to pick a selection of the musical stylings of Boys to Men or Kenny Rogers and dance. That's retarded. I'm not doing it. I would be like Tyler. First of all, Tyler would be like, Mom, no, I'm not dancing. First of all, <laughs> he'd probably be like, what are no you guys dancing. Dance to social distortion. 
Yeah, maybe. Or the Misfits. That'd be all right. You guys are weird. (laughs) I know we are. Well, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers, to the expectant mothers, new and old. If you're a grandmother, uh, if you are a mother to a puppy, that doesn't count. The fur mothers. Hate to tell you. You may think your pets are children, but they're not. Yeah. I, I Look, I understand, and I understand the love and devotion that people have to their pets. They are not children. And when you have a child, after you've had pets, that's the only way you'll ever understand. It yes. Just, it's you'll the think only about way. how easy it used to be when you just had pets. You could leave them home alone while you go to work. You can't do that with a baby. No. It doesn't work. Well, you can, but you won't have it for long. <laughs> it's Probably not very smart. I, I, no one I know was hatched, so you have a mother. So there you go. Everybody's got a mother, right? So happy Mother's Day to all of us. Yes. I don't know why I have this this tone of annoyance <laughs> in my voice when I'm talking about Mother's Day. Well, you're never you've never been a fan of Mother's Day. Yes and no, because Mother's Day ultimately, as we all know and you know all too well, is that you know you get the breakfast in bed, which is always you know I don't mind that at all. But then you're literally, you know, if you have multiple children, you are bombarded on your bed, surrounded by their little dirty little faces and your husband Mm -hmm. standing around you, staring at you while you eat burnt toast and soggy cereal or fruit salad or whatever it is. Eggs. Yeah. Yeah. Or pancakes or Eggo waffles. And it's all very sweet. I mean, it is sweet and I do appreciate the gesture, but the reality is, is that I don't want them that close to me ever anyway. You know, I mean, and most certainly not all at the same time staring at you. And I mean, there's an eagerness, especially when they're really little. It's it's really cute because, you know, the dad's pretty much in charge of it when they're little. But but their intention is there. They really want to do it because their kindergarten or their daycare teacher has had them create little gifts at school, which honestly, probably my favorite part. You know, yes, they're they're earnest little gifts. I love them. But, you know. You're close to them all the time. It's not like they're sent off somewhere and then only on Mother's Day do they come back and constantly grabbing onto you. And I've always said Mother's Day is is a stretch. It's like Mother's Half Day because it, uh, for good, for lucky girls, everybody knows by you know lunchtime the nostalgic of Mother's Day has pretty much worn off and someone's scraped their knee or the dishes need to get done or you've got to go to Costco or Mm -hmm. whatever because it's... All of a sudden it's like, Mom, Mom, I have school. I have a school project due tomorrow and it's for open house and I don't have glitter. We have to go to Michael's right now. Someone needs a bath or a shower or whatever. So it's not like, you know, you're laying in bed all day or in some (laughs) sort of throne all day, you know, just, you know, having some topless man feed you grapes it's not happy mother's hour everybody yeah it's pretty much at like 7 a.m happy half mother's day yeah because that's the other thing you don't get to sleep in necessarily because everybody's so excited they want to wake you up to get right. you your presents and give you your breakfast i know it sounds you know and of course there are mothers who just eat it up and they love it and i think that's awesome i am looking forward to the day if i'm privileged enough to be old and feeble-minded that my children will wheel me into the living room and feed me copious amounts of mimosas and you know honor me with breakfast or brunch or whatever you know that will be fabulous but the only difference is they just aren't wheeling you in but i mean that is pretty much how your mother's day goes mine yes (laughs) what oh please my mother's day will consist of being woken up daryl will come in with coffee at seven going 
the girls, uh, they're downstairs. They are preparing, quote unquote, preparing breakfast. <laughs> I'm like, okay. okay, can you oversee it? Because I don't want to pretend to eat, you know, I mean, I don't do breakfast very well anyway. I don't want chocolate chips on my eggs or marshmallows. Yeah, I don't want anything. In, I don't want a concoction uh, that Kenzie tried to create with her French cookbook. I know. <laughs> Can you just keep it simple, you know, and I'm, I don't, I'm off bread right now, so no bread, you know. Oh, you are. I'm always off bread. But, you know, they'll create, you know, French toast or something. Sure. And then. And pancakes. Oh, yeah. And pancakes. waffles. And, and potatoes. Biscuits. Yeah. Yeah, right. It'll be all starch breakfast. Yeah. All carb diet, mom. Stay in bed and be a big blob. <laughs> so Daryl will come in with coffee and whisper. The girls are downstairs. They're preparing. You know, Tyler's, re- regret. you know, he's resenting every moment. Right. And then, you know, two hours later, because I can't tell you how many times I've opened the door going, hey, can I come out yet? I mean, how yeah, many really? times? You don't want to be stuck upstairs, you no, know. No, but even when, you know, even at our old house and they would be preparing, you know, they move at such a glacial pace because then they lose interest and they start watching cartoons or their <laughs> phone. You know, they're getting text messages and they're Instagramming and then I'll be like, hey, hello, can yeah. I come out now? Wait, mom, no, hold on, we're almost done, you know. Wait, and someone check the oven. Did, did who, I thought you were taking those out. No, wait, you were supposed to. <laughs> And so finally, they'll come in two and a half hours later. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> and then, and there's always Daryl in the back going, I could have done so much better. Jeez. <laughs> I know. But, you know, and then, but for Daryl, it's like, well, have you sent that Mother's Day card that we got yet? Oh, no, I guess I should send that. I'm like, yeah, you might, might want to do that before, you know, the day before. I always do case. those kinds of things. In fact, today that reminds me, I probably should get Victor a Mother's Day card. For his mom. Yeah. Yeah. Because. I bought Daryl. I helped Daryl pick out his. I'm like, here, she likes butterflies. I I always am sending it. Or, you know, I'll be like, it's your mom's birthday next week. I'm like, do you want to send her flowers? He'll be like, wait, no. He's like, her birthday's not until like November. I'm like, no, your dad's birthday's in November. (laughs) Your mom's birthday's this month. You know? So my Mother's Day will probably be Olivia coming in, waking Mm -hmm. us up. And saying, can I give you your, can I give mom her present now? <laughs> you know, the one that they've made from school or something like right. that. Or, or be like, dad, can we give mom her necklace now? You know, whatever it might be. Just, you know. To, right. Whatever gift. You know, she'll let it. And, and he'll be like, Olivia, you know, don't tell mom what it is. <laughs> can we give her her diamond earrings now? Yeah, right. Whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, and so Victor will drag himself out of bed. Go into the kitchen and prepares, you know, prime guessing eggs, corned beef hash, the gluten free waffles, you know, right, and right. coffee. And then he'll ask me, do I want to eat it in the bedroom or do I want to come out and join the family? And I'm like, I'm fine coming out and joining the family because I really don't want to eat. I don't enjoy eating in my bed. You know, I really don't either. I do it rarely. And it's usually if my house is full of children and their friends, I'll hide in my room. And okay. And then I'll, but it's usually a snack. It's not like a meal. Like Daryl has brought in, I actually, on Valentine's Day, when Target had all their heart themed things out. Yeah. I bought, uh, you probably saw it in my kitchen, this big round tray that has a big heart on it. Uh huh. I bought that because Daryl, next time you come to my house, you'll see there are little coffee drip stains all in my front, right in front of my bedroom door. Oh. Because he tries to hold two coffee cups and open the door. And so now I have to call a carpet cleaner because we literally have like this dotted carpet where he has continuously spilled. 
And so I bought him a tray and I said, here, because we usually have coffee together on the weekends and he likes to do it upstairs. And so we, you know, we drink him up here, but he's just not that, I don't know anybody who's that coordinated, to be honest with you. And so, yeah, it's, it's awkward. So every once in a while, he'll bring like grapefruit or something on the tray. Grapefruit? You like grapefruit? Pink grapefruit. But I only like it with bananas to kind of counterbalance the tart. But pink grapefruit's sweet, so I don't mind it so much. But anyway, so. Earwax. Oh my God. Well, regular grapefruits, not a fan. Daryl loves them, but I don't. I I don't understand. Yeah. Every time I've seen someone, you know, with breakfast and they're trying to eat a grapefruit, I'm like, that's. (laughs) It's like, like eating a giant lemon. You ordered that? Why? <laughs> Back in the old days where mom refused to buy a sugar cereal. And so you put like 10 tablespoons of sugar right. to get it down your gullet. It's the same thing with grapefruit. You put like three tablespoons of sugar on top and then you can maybe eat but it. But I'm eating healthy. It's a grapefruit. Yeah, exactly. So yes, I will be required to, if they get up and get their shit together, I will be required to eat some of it in bed and then ultimately i get down and you know once it's done once the breakfast part's over that's it really i mean i get my cards yeah yeah i mean when they were much younger it was different i definitely got all the pre-made gifts from school and you know Mackenzie was never patient and i always got it the friday before mother's day because she just simply couldn't wait that sounds like me. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, Mom, I got you this. And, I'm, and it's always, and the thing is, they always made them plant like little grass seeds or, you know, they would go to Lowe's and buy like a, a case or a big long case of the marigolds and then oh. they plant them in little styrofoam cups. Yeah. I did get them. And that was your present. One year. Yeah. I got Yeah. That. And so she doesn't want to wait because it'll die. So she had to give it to me immediately. And I'm like, well, thank you, honey. And, and then so, they want to go and plant it immediately so it'll live forever. Of course. And then when it shrivels up and dies three days later because they just don't make it. Yeah. No, they're just <laughs> devastated. They forget. So, and then yeah, I'll, I'll come out and eat breakfast and, you know, then I'll sit on the couch we'll do presents and then um you know it's like mom gets to watch whatever she wants on tv you know i'll <laughs> be given the clicker and then you know maybe an hour later it'll be like so uh w- what do you want to do today and i'm like <laughs> oh yes because that's my favorite thing is to decide what everyone's gonna do today you know what is not the worst or what so of course i'm thinking well what can i do that is fun for that everyone to do that you know mm-hmm. It, which is never anything that I want to do, but no, if, nope. If I had my say, I'd be like, "Well, I'd probably just go back to bed, and you guys like can just... fend for yourself." <laughs> yeah, I was doing research for because you know you and I have done the Mother's Day episode. This is our third Mother's Day episode, and although no one's ever, you know, the first one we did, I think like a hundred people listened to it yeah. because we were brand new, but. You know, we like to recycle some of the funny stuff that we've talked about in the past, but we're always trying to find a new spin. And although I don't know why we sound so jaded about Mother's Day this year, but I think it's because we've just been doing it for so long. And when you have multiple kids and like me, my youngest is 14. So I've really been doing, you know, I've been doing the Mother's Day thing for, for it seems like my whole life. There's a sweet spot period when they're really little, like kindergarten, first and second grade. That is like the best Mother's Day period of time because yeah. they're genuine. They still love you. They don't they don't resent you for anything yet. And they, they want to please and give you gifts and see you happy. And, you know, they like that appreciation. And because it's so genuine, you love it. And I do have those memories. 
and I love it. You know, yeah. those were the that's those were the ones where I would cry when I would get the gift. Oh and yeah, I would cry. especially when I have those little like poems. The like oh my god, the teachers come up with these gut wrenching <sighs> poems. They must have like a book of you know how to make your parents cry, how to make your mom sob ugly. And Here's so you know when they when they send home like the little handprint and oh it, my god, it talks about I have them like all. yeah, I I, still I have framed them. them and I have yeah. each of the kids. One was a handprint and. Another one was something else. I don't know what it was, but it was talking about <laughs> like, you know, remember me when my hands were this small and, oh you know, my God. Like, you know, even though it was annoying to have like my dirty handprints all over the wall, one day, I, you know, I'll grow up and they won't be there. And I'm just like, oh what? my God, I'm getting like, a what? lump in my throat now. And I'm just like, what the heck are they trying to do here? You know, I, I appreciate my children. I don't need the guilt trip. <laughs> and then the crying to remind them that your children will never be this small again. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing to me? Why are you doing this? I love you. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But I do have those poems. And every time they come home with it, and I know they come home with them. Yeah. I know that I know it's coming because they do it a couple of years. And every year I get it that I would get them, I would immediately start crying. You know, and Daryl, who hates to see me cry, you know, he starts trying to comfort me. I'm like, don't touch me. It's it's not that kind of cry. It's not. It's a sweet. I'm actually moved to to tears. It's endearing. It's rare that it happens. So don't touch me right now. And it's not. And it's not about you right now. God. (laughs) I know. Just leave me alone. Let me cry. Okay. There was something that um, I wanted to add because we've never done this. Now, all parents, but we're talking about mothers today. All mothers aren't perfect all the time. We make poor decisions as parents, as mothers. We don't discuss them because we don't want to. (laughs) Because nobody wants to, you know, be like, oh, I did the dumbest thing the other day to my kids. Yeah. And they have a scar to prove it forever. You know, you never want to admit that we make poor decisions as moms because moms generally, you know, with it, with exceptions, we, we all know that some of us have had really shitty mothers in our lives, but generally speaking, we all come from fairly, you know, decent mothers. We all like to think of ourselves as, you know, in like the black and white magazine with like, you know, our heel up and like holding a teacup and perfect hair and the right. apron on and the smiling children. Like that's how we always like to view ourselves as mothers. Yeah. Generally speaking, we've all grown up to be semi-decent humans and it's because we had semi-decent mothers, but they've made poor choices. I have made poor choices. I'm sure that you have made poor choices. I've made poor choices in your house (laughs) when it comes to parenting. So I thought to let everyone know that it's that even us, as awesome as we are, and we are very good, we've made bad decisions and we've done stupid things as parents. Now, I had a few that I could have selected, but this one I thought was the best Uh, example of poor choices as a mother because it could have gone very very wrong and so that that is why i'm sharing this this experience with you as being a bad mother for that period of time i was working at the radio station it was the holiday season and during the holiday season like the week before christmas the staff would get on a tour bus and go to the very important clients and deliver Christmas gifts. 
And this was the first year that I was actually allowed to attend because I was the sales assistant, but I had been the sales assistant for a really long time. And so they're like, yeah, you should come with us because they know who you are and it'll be fun. I'm like, awesome. I'm so excited. Well, needless to say, it's an all day deal. And then we're done by close of business. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of drinking. Oh, okay. On the bus. And I didn't really know that. And now I have a pretty strong willpower. I don't need to partake in alcohol when alcohol is available. But I decided, yeah, what the hell? It's all day. You know, it's not like I, you know, I can stop and be totally fine by the time I get back. Right. So I did, but I underestimated the strength of the cocktails. And so when we got back to the station, I was hammered. Oh, my God. I know. And now I am a good mother. So in the back of my mind going, how am I going to pick up my children from daycare is what I was thinking because I can't drive. I was really, really drunk. And so when I was exiting the bus, I fell out of the bus. Oh, my God. I did. And it was really embarrassing because there was like 50 people on the bus and they saw me fall. Shocking, right? Awkward moment. <laughs> it's oh, shocking that God. I fell and I fell under the bus and they picked me up. They're like, okay. I'm like, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm sorry. Dude. You know, I was wearing heels like an idiot and, you know. Right. So I make my way into the office and as you know, daycares are generally open until about six. It right. was about 515. Okay. And I'm like, okay, I can sober up and I will go and just go home and I'll be fine. I had two kids at this point. It was 5.45 and I was still at the office by myself and I could not sober up. And I'm like, well, I can just suck it up and see if I can get there and be okay. Or I can call someone and have them drive me to my children. I didn't know what to do. And I thought, am I that brazen that I'm going to drive drunk to pick up my kids from daycare and, tr- and hope that I make it home safely? Or am I going to be smart and call somebody and God. have them come and get me? I would me? have thought just the notion of what's going on would be sobering enough. I was sober to know that I was really hammered, if that makes God, any sense. God, that's pretty bad. Well, I did not drive drunk. Oh. I'm not that. I'm not that confident in myself because who'd you call? I called Daryl. <laughs> we weren't. We weren't even nothing. He was married. We were friends. He had gone home to his own wife and child. He had gone home and I called him and I said he was the only person I knew well enough to help me. And I called him and I said, I'm really, really embarrassed because he didn't get on the bus. He didn't go on the bus because he wasn't a salesperson at the time. He was doing a different job. Yeah. Yeah. And so I called him and I said, I, I am mortified that I'm making this call. I was afraid to call our own mother. I was afraid to call somebody else in my own family. So I called him because he was like three minutes away. His house was super close. And I said, I need you to help me. He goes, what's the matter? And I said, and I told him and he's like, no problem. So he drove me to the daycare and I had to go in completely shit faced. And if I recall correctly, it was very clear to them that I was not sober. And I had to sign the kids out and I said I had to tell them I had a ride. They had to come out and look to see that I was not driving. Oh, my God. It was terrible. It was literally the worst thing I at that point I had ever done. And the kids obviously were oblivious because they don't know what drunk is. Sure. Because I'm not drunk. I'm never drunk. And so he drove us home. 
and then I don't re- I think Stephanie or someone took me to work the next day. I mean, it was really it was terrible. It was literally the worst thing I've ever done as a parent. I know. And I mean, there's been a couple of situations where I've done things that are questionable, but never the kids were never in an unsafe situation. But the fact that I went to daycare hammered and then had to have a literally a taxi in the driveway waiting. I mean, it was so embarrassing. And I never did it again. I mean, obviously, I've never done that again. But I was a young mother. I mean, I think my oldest was maybe three or four. I mean, I was really... So what were you, like 24, 25? Yeah. Yeah. I I was really, really young. young and dumb. Yeah, I was really stupid. And I learned a very valuable lesson that day. You know, I didn't learn to... But I was so afraid to call her mother because, you know... Oh, well, she would have just she'd she never let, let you me forget up that one ever she would have been concerned there would have been family discussions about it i mean she would have stayed at the house you oh know, my god it just it would have been i didn't need any more judging and i'm harder i'm harder on myself than anybody else but that sure. was literally the worst thing i've ever done Did, have you ever done anything even remotely questionable i mean come on well yes i have because okay so we had ryan's first birthday at your house And we did a combination of birthday slash Thanksgiving. Yes. And I don't know how it happened, but as the birthday party kind of like, we didn't, he didn't have any friends or anything. It was mostly just family. Yeah, he was one. It was his Mm -hmm. first birthday. But somehow we all ended up, us mothers, ended up in the kitchen doing Crown Royal shots. Oh, that's right. And that was at his birthday. I got so drunk. We got into a, we started throwing his cake around. Remember? Oh we got into yes. like this big cake fight. I do. And we were laughing. That. And we were just like, you know, rubbing in each other's hair and making a mess. And then eventually yes. I passed out on a chair or on the floor or whatever. On and the I was floor. like drooling. And Victor had to take the kids home, and Daryl and Brad had to give me a ride home. I do remember that. Because I was so drunk. Were you mortified at yourself? Of course I was. I was absolutely mortified that I got so wasted at my son's first birthday party. And I'm like, who even (laughs) drinks alcohol at At their child's first birthday party? I know. You know, the mistake was combining Thanksgiving with it. I think that's that was what probably it was. the mistake. But I do remember why we did it because we were all getting together anyway. So it seemed like let's just kill two birds with one stone. Well, He's a baby. He Ryan's doesn't know. Ryan's birthday is the 21st of um, November. November. So it's mm-hmm. usually around Thanksgiving. Yes. And so most of the time when we gather around that time, we usually incorporate Ryan's birthday party. Because it just, you know, it makes sense. But, yeah. you know, Crown Royal shots, th- th- that's not even appropriate for Thanksgiving. I mean. <laughs> well, not for, not necessarily, no. You know, I mean, that's that not. That was a little excessive. That's it's ridiculous. Yeah, I just, but, you know, as we both, you and I probably both recall the next day, we're like, well, lesson learned. Lesson learned. Yes. One of the best ways to feel pretty at any moment is to master the ugly truth lip and clip. So get yourself inside the Ugly Mall at UglyTruth.com and click on our Avon link to shop for high-quality makeup and beauty supplies, all at great deals. Plus, every time you buy something, you'll be helping out the show. So thanks, and now back to the Ugly Truth. Memories press between the pages of my mind. Memories. So, all right. So moving on. So those are our terrible stories, but we're, we're better for it. 
And we now have learned some lessons. We're not, you know, we know now as new mothers, we, you know, everybody makes stupid mistakes and we're very lucky that we were able to learn from it and no harm, no foul. So you wanted to ask a few questions about motherhood. Yeah. So I found this website and it just says questions that you would ask a mom or your mom. Right. I had three that I was going to ask you. Okay. And I have three too. Okay. So my first question is, what is something that you miss about the life before your kids? Uh, walking around naked in my house. Really? Yes. You miss that? I, well, be, I just, I miss the la- the need. I miss not needing privacy. Like when you are when you don't have children, there's no need for setting any examples in your house. You can literally do whatever you want. I remember getting. I'd get up in the middle of the night. I turn on the TV. I, you know, I might have a robe on or something, but I just remember, you know, not needing to worry about privacy. It's really freeing. And then suddenly you have a small child staring at you all the time. And if you have a son as a mother, you, I mean, I know that there's, there's those free people who just don't care about nudity and let everybody, let it all hang out. I'm not one of those people. So I had to start investing in robes and t-shirts and sweats and whatever you know, having to close the door when you pee, you know, yeah. things like that, all of a sudden are are real. But before children, if you especially if you live by yourself, if you live alone, there's none of that. You can do whatever you want in the privacy of your own home and not worry about small eyes looking at your every move. So I would think of all things, that's it. I mean, closing my door to get dressed is like required now, you know, I get the privacy thing, but mine's more for like eating purposes. Like after the kids go to bed, <laughs> yeah. like is when I do all my bad eating because I don't want to <laughs> do it in front of them because I don't want to share, you know? <laughs> yeah. Or I don't want to let them have it. Like, you know, if I, yeah, you know, it's too close to bedtime and they want, I, you know, I want ice cream. I'm like, well, I'm not going to get it now because then everybody's going to want ice cream and they'll be and all then it wired becomes an and event. they won't go to sleep. So, yeah, it's true. you know, I like sneak ice cream after they go to bed or eat, you know, Doritos or <laughs> whatever, whatever you it eat. is because, you know, I don't want to have to share it with them. Okay, so on the same idea what is one thing you never had that you want for your kids as a child yes like when you were a kid what's one thing you didn't have but you've either given to your kids or you wanted for them uh their own bedroom and not have to share it i never it would as as a child never ever had my own bedroom to myself by myself i never had my own space and so Growing up, I moved out at a very young age, even though I ended up moving back home. I I could not wait to move out simply so I'd have my own bedroom. It was the biggest deal to me to have my own room because as the oldest, I never had my own room because I have three siblings and we were always sharing. We never, never, ever had our own bedroom. I was always sharing a room with Stephanie. I mean, we'd have to have a five-bedroom house in order for everyone to have their own rooms. Yes, exactly. And so – I was so relieved that we finally found a house big enough that we could afford that everybody had their own personal space. Malia had never had her own room, really. And so when we moved here, she spent hours in her bedroom. And Daryl was like, I'm becoming concerned. She never comes out. I go, they are literally enjoying solitude for the first time in their entire lives. Yeah, really? I never had that. 
And so I was so relieved to have the ability to give them that. I just loved it. And it's it's not realistic that everybody, if you have a lot of brothers and sisters, it's not realistic to think you're getting your own room. I mean, we've all seen the Brady Bunch where Greg moves into the attic yeah. or into the den because he wanted his own room. I mean, everybody wants their space. And when you have a big family, you just don't get it. Yeah. It's just reality. So, I mean, unless you are, you know, candy spelling and you have a 20-room mansion, it's just not practical. Right. So that is the one thing that I was genuine, genuinely glad to give them their own room. It was a big deal for me to be able to have them have their own rooms. That's a good one. Yeah. What about you? Uh, for me, I would probably say like a college education. Or, yeah. or like money to go to college. Or they don't have to be in debt up to their eyeballs. Right. So, yeah. you know, and and not just that, but I mean, I want to be, you know, in their junior slash senior year and touring different colleges for them the to college decide. Experience. Yeah, for them to decide which school they'd like to yeah. go to. Because that's not something that was um, in the cards for us as teens. And so no. um, I want that for them. Our childhood was survival, yeah, not uh, just living. So, yeah, I agree. So, okay, so what would you say is the hardest thing about being a mom? I have the same question on my list. How funny. Uh, so I will use my answers because I was going to ask that question of you as okay. well. Bodily fluids, I think, <laughs> is the hardest part of being a mother. Poo, vomit, diarrhea, snot, tears. Anything that comes out of one's body is what's hard about being a mother, and it's all-inclusive. It could be anything from watching your children be sad to having them be sick, whether it's a cold or cancer. It's all hard. There's nothing easy about bodily fluids. It's yeah. symbolic and literal. Oh, that's true. Never been a fan of a baby sharing my glass. I know mothers do it all the time where they let their drooling, gross, teething babies drink out of their glass cup. And then drink it like it's no big deal. I've never understood those people. It's gross. No, I just gave just, it to him after that. I just give him the cup. I do it with my own my own husband. I, I accept his tongue in my mouth, but I will not share a glass with him ever. That's ever. He has learned the skill. If he wants to try like a cocktail or something that I've made, he's like, oh, that looks really good. I'm like, well, you want to taste? He goes, yeah, sure. The only reason I let him do it is he has learned the skill of pouring a sip in his mouth without e ever even touching the rim of the glass. <laughs> He doesn't even – and that's the only way because I'm like, if there's even a hint of mouth oil, take it. I don't even want it. Yeah, really. Hate it. What about you? What's the hardest thing? So I would say basically like having eyes on me at all times and <laughs> having to be like on at all yeah. times because being a parent, you're literally like a living, breathing, walking example for your yeah. children. And Always. so I'm – always afraid of making a wrong move or saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing. Oh yeah. Because I don't I don't want my kids to ever, you know, resent me as a parent or say, you know, <laughs> well my mom used to do this, you know, growing up and like I want them <laughs> yeah. to have the best childhood experience as possible. Right. And so it's it's and a not it's not fuck it up at right. all. So it's a lot of pressure. and <laughs> Well, it is a lot of pressure, especially when we're perfectionists. Yeah. So it's a lot it's of pressure hard. and it's constant. And it's mm -hmm. only after they go to bed that you can let all your bad behaviors, you know, let loose. That's <laughs> so true. So I guess that would be the only thing is, is, is you know, and, and understanding that I'm not perfect. 
and I know I'm going to make mistakes or I'm going to do things that are not appropriate and they're going to see it because, you know, mm-hmm. that's just how it is when you, you, you're a family and you dwell together. Well, of course. No one's perfect. We're all gross and messy. But I would say that's probably the hardest thing is, is the, just being the living, breathing, walking example. Example. Yes. Of, for them. Well, I hate to tell you this. In your mind, you could look back and go, I did the very best job I could do didn't do anything outrageously wrong and when they hit a certain age can be like i hate you so much because you did this or that it happens i know it just happens i had to go through therapy with one of my children for a very long time and i got called on the carpet for every mistake i ever made up until that point thank god we didn't know about the drunken daycare pickup but other than (laughs) that everything else you know, and the thing is, is that it wasn't even this weird, like, you should never have spanked him when he was a child. It wasn't even that. Right. It was, you know, you're not listening to his voice and you need to respect his path. And I'm like, oh, my God, yeah, there's really, so much it's, more. It's not the things that you would think you would be busted yeah, for. And the thing is, is that all of it is true. You know, that's the problem. It's like, God, I know nothing about parenthood. And I thought I knew everything and I'd know nothing. And the older I get, the more I realize I know nothing. But I know what I know, and I know I hate poo and vomit, and, you know, it's harder to raise them to be decent humans than it is to wipe their ass and teach them how to eat. Yeah. And you think that's the hard part. That's what's funny, is you think the hard part is teaching them how to walk and go poo in the toilet. It's not. (laughs) That's simple. You know, and that's the other thing is, it's like, I feel like I'm constantly, like, having to, uh account for my actions to my children or like they've Later. become like they've become my parents and i'm like you know what i'm like you guys are my kids exactly you don't get to tell me what to do i don't have to answer all of your little questions exactly listen little interrogators that's what we've had to tell olivia recently we've oh. we both have had to tell her that you know <laughs> she's not owed an explanation for every single little question that she has oh my god i'm so i can't even tell you how much you have a mackenzie in your house I mean, should Victor will get off the phone? She'd be like, "Who is that? What do they want?" You know, and, and Victor's like, "I don't have to answer to you." And the thing is, is it's really hard because it's easier just to answer their questions. Well, and you don't. Your day. You don't realize that you've gotten roped in, you know, <laughs> until so suddenly you're like, "Why am I explaining, why am I explaining my life to you? Know, you? You're five. Why am I explaining, you know, the conversation I just had with the pharmacist at Rite Aid about, you know, my <laughs> insurance to my five year old? I don't need to explain that to her." It is shocking how they do it. There's one in every family. If you have more than one child, there's always one. There's the informer, there's the law enforcement, and there's the interrogator. And uh, Mackenzie and Olivia are the interrogators. They need to know what's going on with everyone at every time. And then we'll use it against you later. Well, and I'm like, but she's also the informant, too. Of course she is. So... She's funny. Oh my God. She's going to give you a run for your money. Let me tell you. But you know what the good thing about uh, Mackenzie and Olivia are this. You will always know where they stand. You will always know their opinion on everything. And they will share with you everything they're doing in their lives. There will be no secrets with her. I can appreciate it. In fact, sometimes I wish there were. And I know that, you know, she's only five, but she'll come out and she'll be like, hi, I just went poop. And I'm like, okay, oh, thanks, thanks for telling me. Who does and, that sound like, and, I wonder? And what's so funny is I had to stop myself dead in my tracks. And I'm just <laughs> thinking, like, I'm like, I can't imagine a child who feels the need to constantly announce every bowel movement or every <laughs> time to go to the bathroom. And then I stop myself and I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, I used to do that. You did it all the time. And you made it a production. I did. You'd come into the living room. You'd be like, everyone, 
I want everyone to know I am going poo now. Oh, she'll come out and she'll be like, I just went poo. She's like, it was weird. It was kind of green. I'm like, Olivia. I'm like, that's enough. (laughs) That's you. We don't need to know. It's Junior. Junior Smurf. She's like, well, is that, you know, is that normal? I'm like, it's normal. I'm like, it's fine. Yeah. Always on. Never not on. It's the end. It's an endless job. We are on. 24-7. 24-7. And I told Daryl, I said, you know, he comes home from a long week of work. You know, he commutes like crazy. I mean, he gets up at the crack before the crack of dawn. Right. And I can completely appreciate how hard he works. And he appreciates how hard I work, too. And I've made a lot of sacrifices. We both have. But my day does not end on Friday. No. My, week, my weeks never end, in Actually, fact. Actually, it gets busier on the weekend. Oh, yeah. And wait. I mean, you're putting it off. But I'm telling you, there will be a time period where your children will be in activities. And when that happens, there is no respite. I know. I know. And you will love it because it does unite you as a family and you do have a, a common goal, whether it's a touchdown or breaking a time or whatever right. it is. But the reality is, is that that will happen. And all of a sudden, you're looking forward to Friday, not ever, because you're like, oh, God. It's like practice is hard enough, and now we have the events on the weekends. It's you true. Know, the travel, the the expense is not nearly as much as the time, and and all of a sudden you're like me, where you're thinking this is I, I my life is like the post office. It never ends. There's no end in sight, and there's no wonder why mothers lose their goddamn minds I, at yeah. some point. No, I, I they lose I get it. it. I get it. It's... And I do. And so, for example, and I'll ask you my questions. Okay. There was a time period when I was a little bit, uh, I was younger, the kids were, you know, all under the age of 10. And that's a really high stress time for moms because they're all in school. Someone's always sick. That's when arms are getting broken. Mm -hmm. That's when they're getting into their sporting events. And it's endless. And they're always hungry and dirty and sweaty and sticky. All of them. The hungry thing I can't get by. Like we cannot, we just spent $200 at the grocery store a week ago and my fridge looks like the Sahara Desert. Like it's, <laughs> The cupboards it's, are bare. It, the bones have been picked. There is nothing left. And I'm yeah. just like, we have to I go know. to the grocery store again. And, but I I'm know. like, well, for it's a family endless. of four, you know, yeah. who eats breakfast, lunch, and dinner here. Yes. And they're demanding. They are demanding. Uh, but I'm just like, God, I'm like, why can't we just keep food you know that is <laughs> easily accessible so now because now it's to the point where if there's anything that they need to eat i'm going to have to make it like eggs or right. you know, oh and that's the worst muffins or something like that. i know that there was a time period last week and i was like well we're out of bread again i go yes god forbid we all must feed every four hours or we'll languish and die i mean i, I don't eat that much i don't understand you people are constantly in need of meals enough with the food god it's like you guys are like little parasites who have to feed constantly get over yourselves and mine is is like at least they can find something for themselves that they want to eat mine is just like i'm hungry well do you want a sandwich no how about a waffle no well uh i do you want to try a piece of cheese and some apples no i don't want that either <laughs> well what else do we have and i'm like i've oh listed my everything that we have and then I, and then they usually get like are we gonna have ice cream after dinner i'm like i don't even know what it's one o'clock i don't even know what's for dinner <laughs> let alone if we're gonna have ice cream after dinner i've done the this is not a restaurant 
I've done the, uh, you are old enough to get your own snacks. Stop talking to me about it. You know, <laughs> I, know. I am not your, your maid. I am not your waitress. I mean, this is not a hotel. I've done the whole thing. I've done it all. Feel, it's ridiculous. I feel like every bad show that the, where they had a butler, I feel like that person. And the thing is, is that, you know, Daryl is helpless. <laughs> There's nothing he can do about it because the children are relentless. They never let up. Um, so I'm going to ask you these three questions. Now, we already asked the hardest thing about being a mother. We've talked about, oh, what was your favorite mother's? Do you have a favorite Mother's Day gift so far? Uh, no, I can't think of. Not yet? I don't think so. I, no, I don't think so. I mean. Well, the Mother's Day gifts, I mean. I don't well, know I mean, that I've actually had a Mother's Day. Like, <laughs> Well, know. I meant like the handprint one or something. Yeah, no, the handprint thing, you know, the ones that they bring home from school. Um, th I got the handprint one. I think it was from Olivia. And then they made like this little like Christmas ornament, even oh, though yeah. it was, you know, not Christmas time. But it had Ryan's picture, you know, and they always yeah. take the ones where they're standing in front of the classroom, like <laughs> by the tree. Yeah. And they're they, they you know, they yes. big cheesy grin. They did that. And then they pasted it to like two CDs. And, yes. and then it had like some little poem. So I mean, it's still with the Christmas ornament. I hang it up every year and I it's see so and I'm like, his little face is just so cute. Okay, so that reminded me, one year I got one of those types of gifts for Mother's Day from Mackenzie. I think she was in like second grade. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, <laughs> I don't know, our children are so beautiful, but they can't take a school picture to save their life. <laughs> They just don't turn out very well. They just don't. And we we're the, we were the same way. I look back at our school photos, and at one point, mom finally just said, I'm not buying any more of she these. She would never buy any of mine. They're like, rarely. Well, they're terrible. They or, were awful. Or she would buy it because it was specifically horrible, and she <laughs> bought it because she thought it was funny. It was a joke. Well, Mackenzie had that year in second grade, and they used her school photo, and they pasted it onto this Mother's Day oh, gift. God. I pulled it out of the bag. I'm not kidding. I pulled it out of the bag and started to laugh. I laughed really hard. She started, she was so upset with me. Why are you laughing at my picture? And I'm like, I'm sorry. It's really sweet. I'm I love sorry. it so much. I love it. I'm going to hang it up right here. No, don't hang it up. <laughs> she knew it was hideous. But the fact that I pulled it out and started laughing at it. Oh, my God. I mean, that could have been my bad parenting moment. I I thought it was so funny. That no, it's, it's funny. I just couldn't stop laughing. Because they always had that really uncomfortable, weird face. You know, like, yeah. smile. They're like, I don't know how to smile yet. At least you know, it wasn't so like, funny. you know, they had a hair poking out and they had like the half eye <laughs> slant, you know, open, shut oh, deal. so funny. That is funny. <sighs> anyway, okay. So the other thing I was going to ask you is to please to explain the worst poo incident you have ever encountered with the baby well let's see i've had you've had so many i've had two good ones um it'll probably be olivia okay. and we actually took pictures of this one oh. she was an infant um <laughs> i would say she was not even more than two months old oh my god and she pooped but it it was so bad and so liquidy <gasps> that it you know those little onesies that you put them in? Yeah. It like went up to her little boobies. Oh my. In God. her front. 
and then it squirted straight up her back. Wow. And it was so bad that we couldn't take the onesie off because it would have gotten all over her face and hair. So <gasps> we actually had to cut it off her body. Oh, my God. Like paramedics, you know? <laughs> Oh, my God. And there's a picture of Victor doing it because I told – so he's wearing rubber gloves. Of course. And he's got the scissors. And so we had to cut it off her body. We had to wipe her down. I would think you you would have to have bathed her. Well, I mean, we had to wipe her down before we could put her in the bath. Oh, that's true. she was so, you know – She was caked in poop. She was just – it was like someone had just poured like a bunch of baby food all over her or something. (laughs) Oh, my God. Wow. But it wasn't a particular – it wasn't like diarrhea or anything like that. Well, she was just brand new. It was just a really large poop. That is insane. Isn't it crazy that babies can do that? Well, and I'm always surprised at what they're they're capable. I mean, they're always gassy, you know. Like, and yeah. there was another time where Ryan, he literally, I was on the changing table. He had gone poop a little bit, and you know, babies are always putting their legs in the air and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, he put his legs in the air. He shot poo <gasps> out of his butt, like like it's like, like his a bullet. Cold- his colon was like a pimple that popped Whoa. and it shot and it grazed past the um, baby powder and hit the wall. Oh my so God. So there was a little on the baby powder <laughs> and then there was like a splatter on the wall and I called Victor and I had my hands in the air and I'm He's just like, like I'm like, your son just shit across the room. <laughs> and oh my I was, God. I was shocked. Wow. I didn't know babies could do that. There are very few things that make me poo-wise that make me like gag. I yeah. can handle any kind of poo for the most part when it comes to babies. My incident that I'm going to retell to you is the only one that literally made me want to throw up in my mouth. If I saw my baby shit across the room, that would probably do it. Oh, you think so? Yeah, that would be really difficult, especially if I watched it happen. That would be really hard. Well, to it was fast, deal. but I mean, yeah, it was. Yeah, my I'm clenching funny. my jaws right now. That's wow. that's impressive. That is an impressive feat for a small child. Yeah. Tell me about it. I was just like, I didn't know what was happening. Uh, okay, so my worst poo incident, and this is literally the worst poo incident I've ever encountered. All of the children have, you know, played in their poop in their crib. They've done all of that, you know. This one, where I literally threw furniture away, Malia. She was probably, mm, she must have been like 10, 11 months old. She was old enough that she was pulling herself up and she was pretty much, I think, don't they walk around that time? 10, 11 months? Okay. So she was pulling herself up, still little that she could run around naked before I give her a bath or whatever. Right. I'm not really sure why she was naked at the time, but I'm pretty sure it was she was going to take a bath. Well, at that age, it's fairly safe, usually. She was running around naked, and the kids were – it was like a Saturday afternoon. Kids were watching cartoons, and I was in the kitchen doing something for a brief moment, not even for very long. The children – and you know this, are really good at tuning out events that are occurring around them so that they have no accountability whatsoever. It could be a tornado going on and they're like, what? Hmm? They don't even, yeah, yeah. They, they can't even hear your name when you're calling them. Yeah. So that's pretty much what happened. Malia had a bowel movement and it wasn't so much that she had just pooped, but she pooped on the couch Gross. and then proceeded to rub her little buns all over the couch. So- <laughs> It wasn't, you know, because it was uncomfortable for her, I'm sure. 
you know, because right. nobody had cleaned her up. I literally was out of that room for maybe five minutes. She had rubbed her buns all over the couch, the couch, the the places where you put your arm, the armrest, the cushions. It was everywhere. It was not solid. It was everywhere. God. And our couch was off white. Oh. And it had the waffle stitching. So it wasn't I remember like, that couch. Yeah. It wasn't like a smooth microfiber couch. It had right. like it could it was embedded in it the couch. It was textured. Gross. It was textured. I went in, first of all, the smell almost knocked me on my ass. And then I'm looking at the children going, guys, why didn't you let me know that Malia had pooped? And they're like, what? I'm like, Malia. So I had to bathe her immediately. That that was the first thing because she was covered in poo after rubbing her little body all over it. And then after I got her all situated, I came in to assess the couch damage. It was so bad that I called Daryl and I said, we're buying a new couch. And he said, what do you mean? I said, Malia crapped on the couch and it's everywhere. He goes, oh, come on. It can't be that bad. He came home. No, Daryl has no. Was it in the garage by the time he came home? No, I couldn't. It was a huge couch. It was humongous. He came in. He's all, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it's like it was everywhere. And I said, get this couch out of my house. I, I would have figured out somehow to he, get it out. I made him drag that thing to the to the street. And I said, just leave it there. And we will we will put it in a truck and we'll take it to the dump. I can't tell you how many things I've thrown away because I just don't want to deal with them. Oh, yeah. That's my motto. If I can I mean, afford to replace it, I will. This is why Victor, he's just like, I'm like, oh, we should get this Tupperware set. And he's like, why? So you can throw them away? And when they I'm get like, moldy? Because <laughs> I won't clean it out. I'll just be like, there's something growing in there. Just throw it out. I'm not saying... <laughs> That comes I, from our mother. Our I've mother thrown is away big on whole that. Whole litter boxes. Oh, I've done that a million times. Like four or five times. Oh yeah. And he'll be like, "Where's the litter box?" I'm like, "I threw it away." Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, we get that from our mother because she's that way too. She's like, "Just throw it away. It's plastic. We'll get another one for a dollar." He's like, "I'll clean the bottom." I'm like, "Why? There's no need. We'll just. It's. What are we talking? Ten bucks here? Yeah. You know. I it's, mean, it's, it's grief to dollar ratio is is really what we're talking about. I pretty much have decided anything like under twenty dollars is just not worth my time. It's really not. It's better just to replace it. So we throw we put the couch on the street, and I said tomorrow morning we'll borrow someone's truck. Hopefully the poo smell will be you know dissipated, and then we'll just take it off to the to the dump. We'll pay the thirty bucks, and we'll be rid of it, and then we'll get a new couch. Yeah. Wake up the next morning, the couch is gone. I would want that who cares it was out of my life and someone else gets to deal with the poo waffles not me that and i'm is like insane they those people probably thought it was mud or something and i'm like congratulations you just got a poo couch good luck with that that's so gross <laughs> okay so do you have any specific advice you recall being given as far as motherhood or parenthood that you use to this day? I do, actually. Tell um, me. I remember being a brand, brand new mom, and um, I was having some problems with breastfeeding. Oh. And so I called our mom because she breastfed two of the four of us. She did. And so I just said, you know, this lactation consultant said this, you know, this pamphlet I have said this, I'm reading these forums that say this, you know, I'm like, I just, you know, I do this other thing, it seems to work, but everyone says not to do it. And so I'm like, I'm just so confused, you know, mm -hmm. I don't even know what to do. And she says, look, 
she says there's always going to be a book or a pamphlet or a person or a friend or someone who's going to have an opinion on how something should get done. Right. But you just have to do what works for you and what feels natural for you. Right. And 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 so I kind of carried that advice with just about everything. You know, I'm with I you. you know, I was always so worried about like um well, he should be crawling by now. And mom's just like, and mom would always say, Paula, you don't see 30-year-olds still crawling. Yep. You know, eventually they all start crawling. Eventually they all start walking. You know, eventually they all start talking. And so, you know, don't be worried about what the book says they mm-hmm. should be doing by now. And so yeah. uh, I kind of got rid of the, you know, the what to expect books and, you know, parent forums and, you know, all these emails and things I used to be reading because I'm just like, all it's doing is making me feel bad. Yeah. Being a new mom now would be so uh, overwhelming. The information overload would probably drive me to a nervous breakdown. You'd be bombarded. It would be terrible. And so, I mean, it really – it can be, especially when you're super hormonal, especially after you just had a baby. You are so worried about everything. You're yeah. you're afraid they're not breathing right, you know, Constantly. for a time. So it's like I remember when Tyler was brand new, he was probably twelve hours old, and I stayed up the whole entire night with the light on watching him, and I swore he kept turning blue. And I kept shaking him awake like every twenty oh, minutes. I felt so sorry. I feel sorry for him now because he was getting he's like, I just went through a birth canal. I am exhausted. Stop right. waking me up. But right. I couldn't help it. I'm like, he's gonna turn blue, he's gonna die. I mean, I did that. I, I had exhausted myself because Which I just only was gonna make you a worse parent because then you were gonna be too tired. Yes. I was so afraid that he was gonna go away once I got him. You know, it's just yep. it's terrifying. But anyway, I will say that's the exact same advice that mom gave me is I was so worried, you know, about, you know, uh, steps, you know, transitions to new phases. And she's like, Jamie, have you ever seen a 30 year old man wearing a diaper to work? Yeah. No, you're right. You know, I mean, when you think about it in that aspect, it's so true. Yeah. So I have some advice to new moms because I my oldest is in his 20s. And so I, mm-hmm. I, I may not be like our mother who has seen way more than, you know, me. But my advice based on my experiences as being a new mother are this. The first one is, and, you know, sorry, guys, you cannot use your pregnancy as an excuse to eat badly because you're going to gain weight anyway. But that doesn't mean suddenly you can just ingest copious amounts of Big Macs or whatever. Right. You just can't I mean, do it. Even- Indulge your cravings, but don't go overboard. Well, some everything, women, everything in moderation. Some women just go, I'm pregnant. I'm eating for two, which means now I can eat whatever I want. And that's yeah. just not true. That's in the movies only. Getting up and going to the grocery store at two o'clock in the morning to get ice cream, although it's really cute, you will be really sorry after that baby's born. <laughs> Especially when no, the baby comes true. out, it's seven pounds and you gained like 70 pounds. You're like, yeah. how did that happen? It's like, well, it would be all those Big Macs you ate. If you didn't eat it before, you probably shouldn't eat it when you're pregnant. The other one is, and although I regret it because I have very few photos, take your take pictures of yourself pregnant because I don't have that many. I think there's one. I have two. Me. I have two photos pregnant. One when I was pregnant with my very first baby. Mom made me do it. And then one uh, when I was pregnant with Malia that I took of myself. Daryl tried to take one of me. I was cleaning out the baby pool. And I was wearing like this hideous cream-colored maternity uh, shirt and black shorts. And I was like – I he's like, hey. And I 
like have that look like what and i turned and i looked and he took a picture of me i think i got out of that pool and immediately started pummeling him sure you did like why did you do that what are you thinking because you're so beautiful pregnant i'm like i'm cleaning out a pool what is wrong with you really it's the closest thing to vacuuming the only thing i will say is there's this new trend going on for women taking pictures of themselves after they have the baby where they have like a professional photographer in the birthing room wow i know i I, there's no beauty in what i look like after i've had a child i mean here's the thing is is you know for the most part i mean i guess that's the whole point of having memories too because (laughs) i bet you telling the story is a lot more um endearing than showing a photo of you you know in the stirrups with oh the cord God. still hanging off the baby and <sighs> yeah i mean i mean look people do it but i can't i you're so out of i mean there's nothing nothing endearing you're right and the stories are way better the stories sure. and your memories are going to be much more cleaner <laughs> and <laughs> Yes. And and like I said, and and more beautiful than any photo. It's true. But I know I I know people who think those kinds of photos are beautiful too. But you know, yeah. personally, I I am creeped out by umbilical cords. They I, are a little uh, intestinal looking. They're too white. I don't know why. <laughs> it's just they're very veiny, and it's not what I thought it was. And when I saw one, and I saw Victor, they took up someone took a picture of him clipping it, and I'm like, that is not right. <laughs> It looks like they were cutting a carcass's finger off. It's not. It's not glamorous. There's and nothing then, glamorous about it. And then it like it. spills out, and I'm like, that's disgusting. The only thing I remember about your your birth with Olivia, I'm sure you have some stories about. You've been to all of my births. You've seen oh, it all. I've seen yours, yeah. Um, yeah, they're pretty. <laughs> they're very adventurous. You, have you ever been like walking down a street <laughs> and like there's an overpass? And there's the big wall, and there's like a little drain, and there's like um, a rust stain coming down. Oh God, down. Paula! That's what you looked like. That's gross. <laughs> gross. Well, all I know is after you had Olivia, and I was standing next to your doctor, and he was feeling inside to make sure everything don't had come out. Don't you dare! What? Oh, I you know don't, what? because you're, you're living in denial that you didn't shit yourself. Okay, I did fine. not. Whatever. Um, he, I said, oh, what are you doing? Because I, he wasn't like he was just massaging to make sure things were all out. Not your butthole, the other part, your vagina. He was checking, making sure all the placenta had been removed. I go, oh, what are you doing? He goes, yeah, I'm just doing that. He goes, and then and he goes, and then I have to check her anus. And he just he gave me this look and put two fingers in your butt. And he's all like that. Oh my god. <laughs> He goes, we have to make sure that her anus didn't um, herniate, you know, like there's no hernia in there. And I was like, okay. I'm like, okay, well, I've seen all I need to see. I'm never going to do this line of work, ever. God, yeah, you saw my salad get tossed. (sighs) Well, you know, as sisters, we've all seen each other's salads get tossed in the stirrups. in some fashion. Isn't that that the pleasure of having a bunch of sisters? (laughs) You get to see each other snatch at its very worst moment. If you just can't handle only getting your ugly truth one time a week, make sure to hang out with the Uggs on their social networks. Go to uglee-truth.com or search for us on Facebook and Twitter. And now, back to the truth. Mama, mama, you know I love you. Ooh, you know I love you, mama. 
All right, so we should do our ugly and awkward moment of the week. Mine is uh, more of an ugly moment. <laughs> Me too. And not, not awkward. But um, I was picking Ryan up from school the other day, and I was parked on the street, like maybe 10 feet in front of a stop sign. Mm. So I started to pull forward because I was going to turn right at the stop sign. Well, there was a lane of traffic next to me mm-hmm. um, who were also going to turn right at the stop sign because they were actually like, you know, on the street. Yes. And so I started to go because there was a car like, you know, lagging behind. Well, apparently they didn't want me to go. So they oh. gassed it and cut me off and <sighs> turned right. I hate people. And so I'm like, that's fine. I'll go next. So I went next and I start following them. And it just so happens we start going the same path. Mm. And then we get to a street where I probably didn't have to turn right on that street. (laughs) But I'm like, I'm just going to turn right. So they had their blinker on. I was behind them. And the next thing you know, I turned my blinker on. Now they start looking in the rear view. And so, well, they had been looking in the rear view because every time we came to a stop sign, I got really close Close. to their bumper. And so they had their blinker on. They went to go turn right. They turned their blinker off and they gunned it. It went straight through the intersection. Oh, they got nervous. (laughs) So I turned right. (laughs) That's hilarious. But that's because I had been following them for like a mile. And And they're like, oh, maybe they're going to teach me a lesson. I took all the right turns. I did everything. And so they probably thought like, I will, you know, like, because they knew they cut me off. Of course they did. And so I kind of laughed because I was just like, that's funny that they got scared. You know what? (laughs) Okay. That's a good one. That is, is a but good that's one. very ugly behavior. We have sociopathic tendencies. Funny that you should say that. <laughs> I too had a traffic incident. Okay. This week has been incredibly busy. And so I picked up Malia from school and I said, We have to do these things now. And she always throws a little fit because she likes to go straight home. And I'm like, You know what, Malia, get over yourself. I'm doing these errands and you're just going to have to deal with it. Fine. I'm just really tired. I'm like, I don't care. So I'm already a little annoyed that I have an annoyed teenager with me. Right. So I run my errands. We go to the grocery store to get some things for dinner. And we went, this is a grocery store we never go to anymore, but we used to go to it all the time, like when they were teeny tiny. So all of a sudden, Malia decides that she's in a good mood. We're at her childhood grocery store. She goes to the bakery. She gets a cookie. And she's oh, for just, heaven's sake. Hey, it's like memory lane, man. She's like, this is my favorite grocery store. And I said, well, that's because you used to come here when you were like a baby. You know, this is like the place. Right. But then we moved. And so we don't go there anymore. So anyway, we right. get in the car. And we're getting ready to cross over a fairly busy intersection. But the light turns green and we go out of nowhere. This crazy woman in a giant Chevy Tahoe makes a left onto the street that we're going down and almost sideswipes me. And she's going like 40 miles an hour. And I'm crossing past the intersection. And the only reason she didn't plow into and she would have plowed into us is because I slammed on my brakes in the middle of the intersection. And so I honk my horn. Now she has her windows down. She's trashy. She has a handicap play card. But the smell of stale cigarette smoke is literally emitting from her car. It's like really, you know those people. And so I honk my horn and I am pissed. So right after that, there's a stop sign. 
so she hits the stop sign and then i'm on her bumper like on her ass she can't even see me i'm so mad she won't turn she's just sitting there looking at me in her rear view and i'm like oh you want to teach me a fucking lesson get out of the car bitch i was i was ready I had my hand door on the handle. Now, the problem is I have Malia with me. I wouldn't have cared. What if this lady has a gun or something? (laughs) I don't know. All of a sudden, she sticks her head out. She goes, I said I'm sorry. And I'm like, oh, boy. What am I going to do? She's a hun. She's huge. And I'll take her out. I will take her out. I I would have said the big F you, bitch. Move your fat ass. So she, I nod, and she sees me leaning to get out of the car and she took off good so she took off and i'm like that's fine now i'm now i'm heated i'm not afraid i would i was going to get out of the car and punch her in the face i had no problem with it i mean it's not appropriate i'm aware of this but it was it was happening she did apologize somewhat so she gets she takes off and so i keep going we are at a turn lane and there's another chevy tahoe in front of us and it's a kid He's probably 19, 20, and he's driving, and he's got a whole bunch of kids, other boys in the car, and he's looking at his cell phone. Light turns green. He doesn't see it, so I honk, and he looks at me, and then he keeps going, and he keeps doing this thing where he slows down, speeds up, slows down, speeds up, and Malia is now going, what is going on with the Chevy Tahoes today? And I said, yeah, I really? don't know. Well, I am just going home. I'm not doing anything. There are too many boys in that car. I've already attempted to get out to beat someone up. I'm not doing it with this. This is a kid, whatever. He keeps looking at his rear view because we're going the same path. Now, I'm just going home. I don't know where he's going. Right. He turns down my street where I'm going home. Yeah. But he's in front of me. So now he thinks I'm following him because he turned down a subdivision street dude i live here exactly so he turns down now he pulls over like you know what what am i doing you know like what's gonna happen he pulls over so i go i'm getting ready to go around him well he decides to try to flip a bitch right in front of me so he almost hits me again i almost get hit by a a tahoe so at this point i've lost my mind and i go <laughs> really loud and i drive by i look at his face he was white as a ghost he was oh. so afraid he had no idea what my intentions were he literally had his hands off the wheel like up in the air like i surrender he probably thought you were a cop i don't know what he thought but he was terrified and i'm like i didn't even mean to scare him i was just trying to scare the other You're lady like, i just want to go home I, I, i'm like and that's the thing is i'm yelling in the car by myself to malia <laughs> i'm like not at her but i'm like i live here She's like, I can't wait to get home. And I'm like, you and me both, sister. God, I'm done with the driving. Jeez. Hope you enjoyed your cookie. Scared two, right? Scared two people in Chevy Tahoe's. So how funny. We both scared people in cars this week. How bizarre. High five for everyone. We're such great mothers. (laughs) (laughs) Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. And good night. This is what becoming a mother does to you. It drives you nuts. 
It's so. true. Well, you know what? You just you, nothing scares you. You've seen it all. You've done it all. You've had some. You've had humans ripped from your body. Literally. What's screaming more from your body? What's more scarier than that? There's nothing. It's terrifying. Nothing. You've literally faced death in the face, practically. It's so true. Well. So, anyways. Yes. Regardless of our negative attitudes at the beginning, I don't know about you. I know. I know our sisters fairly well. We are so grateful that we have our mother still Very. and that we are mothers. I would kill for – well, I would literally kill for my children. I love them so much and I love your children so much and I hope you love your children too. I love my children. I love all of our nieces and nephews. I do too. Our little pack, our little tribe. And we are very grateful to have our mother still because yes. we know that. Um, Jamie and I were just talking. It seems to be uh, the next the next season of life is yeah. either, you know, caring for an elderly parent or losing a parent. So Heartbreaking for those of you who have. Right. So mm-hmm. um, our hearts go out to you if you uh, have lost parents. Yes. But, but no, your mom's always with you. Yes. In fact, I saw a saying the other day where she says, I hate it when I open my mouth and I hear my mother's voice coming out. <laughs> oh, God. That's my life. <laughs> so, that is my life. Anyways, well, that wraps it up for this week. We hope you have a great Mother's Day. Enjoy your time either with your children, without your children, whatever it is that you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, Enjoy it. And then um, just a little side note that Ugly Truth, we are going to be taking um, a small vacay. So we will be off next week. Our Mother's Day gift to us, we're taking a week off. Yes. While Jamie gets her tooth repaired and Mm -hmm. I take care of some other personal business, So um, there will not be a show next Sunday, Mm -mm. but we will be back in full swing hopefully the following week. There will be some some kind of new new episode will air after this. Yes, something new and exciting and uh, entertaining to say the least. So (laughs) if not anything, it's entertaining. Enjoy your time off while you're off. Why why not do some shopping? Go check out the Avon website. they have great makeup deals. They have things for the gentlemen as well. Mm-hmm. If you're a gentleman and you want to go get some musky aftershave stuff or skincare <laughs> products. Hey, skincare is important for men too. You know what? It's absolutely essential because men think they're men think that they are immune. Immune to anything. But you guys have the lines and you guys can get the wrinkles too right so use our amazon link we would appreciate the chump change yeah do it do it thanks everybody and we'll see you in about a week bye that's it for this week be sure to check out uglytruth.com iHeartRadio, itunes stitcher or of course the ugly truth mobile app for any past shows and then every sunday you'll get a brand new episode we truly appreciate you listening and sharing the ugly truth with your friends and family Until next time, get all the truth you need at UglyTruth.com and stay ugly, my friends.